Hello and welcome. This is Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am Justin Lamb, your host. This is episode 43. This is coming out, uh, God, four days before our one-year anniversary, which is super exciting. I have a fun show planned for that. Um, nothing too out of the ordinary, but uh, I want to I want to jump into today because I'm super excited about today. Uh, as you may know or may not know, if you skip around episodes, you probably don't know. Um, if you're drinking while listening, you may not know because, you know, memory loss. Um, or if you just don't care, you might not have paid attention. But I have not been drinking for uh, 144 days, which seems like a really long time. Um, I have a, a prescription in which I cannot drink, which is very sad. I started that and uh, supposed to be temporary. It may go on a little longer, but I have figured out uh, for the sake of this wonderful podcast, I will be drinking with you once again. That's as much explanation as I care to give. <laughs> so uh, I have a stockpile of beer that I've been saving up over these last 144 days as I find them um, places. I also have some from last Christmas that I've been aging for a year that we will get into in December, which I'm super excited about. And I, I couldn't be happier to start out with what I have here today. And then I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite bands um, since I was... I don't know, 16, 17, and super excited about that too. So very exciting episode for me. And given that I haven't drank in 144 days and I am about to drink a bourbon barrel aged beer, it's probably going to be pretty funny for you too. So let's get right into it. I want to go over a bunch of stuff with this beer. I'm so excited right now. You guys, let's get this party started. Okay, it is the beer segment, the beer segment of the show. Uh, something I have not partooken, partaken, partooken, partaken in, in part, parten. So, something I have not done <laughs> in uh, in 144 days. And actually, I think Cinco de Mayo was the last time that I had a beer. And it is. I'm recording this at the end of September, so put things in perspective there. Um, the beer I will be drinking today. I saw when I was out and I was like, okay, well I'm buying that. Cause I have to try that at one point. Um, one of my favorite IPAs, as you might know from previous episodes is shorts, Humalupalicious. Uh, it's super hoppy. I believe it's normal. Humalupalicious is, is somewhere in the nineties on the IBU scale. So for all you hop heads, you can understand what that means. Um, it is super hoppy, super duper hoppy, and that's one of the reasons I love it so much. Um, it's a go-to of mine right past Two Hearted when I'm drinking Michigan IPAs. So I was super excited when I found a 22-ounce bottle that was bourbon barrel-aged Humalupalicious, and I said, what the fuck is that? Uh, 
and I've, I've just, it's been sitting in my fridge for months and I'm so excited to be about to try. Like the anticipation is actually killing me a little bit, but also making me nervous. Does that make sense? And last week's episode, I had my friend Michelle on and opened her beer and it blew up all over the place. What if that happens with this one? I've been waiting so long. I don't want anything bad to happen. So I'm super pumped. Uh, I'm, I love that this is all getting recorded right now. The first, the first beer I've had in um got almost five months <laughs> jesus so uh i will be joining you once a week with with one beer to uh talk about on the podcast and go over my usual favorite things um humalupalicious because this is bourbon barrel aged like i said the regular humalupalicious is like 90 i think it's just 90 maybe it's 98 or 99 ibus but it's up there it's like top of the top of the charts ibus this one's dropped down to 60 because it's been bourbon barrel aged. So you're going to probably get some of the, uh, the oaky vanilla bourbon flavor to mask some of that bitterness, but it's still pretty high up there because as always, they kind of smack you in the face with hops and I love it. Um, on top of that, it is 8.7%. So it's about 2% higher than normal humalupalicious because of the bourbon barrel aging. So let's crack this open. I'm so excited. <laughs> so far, no explosions. It looks like it's going to stay in the bottle until I pour it in the glass right now. Oh my God. I can smell it. I'll tell you what my biggest concern, because I've uh, I've been drinking non-alcoholic beers and I found a couple non-alcoholic IPAs and stouts and I've gone over those on this show. But... I'm concerned I'm going to like drink good beer again and be like, Oh, why did I like this before? This tastes terrible. <laughs> so we'll find out. I have this poured. Uh, it reminds me very much of Huma Lupalicious. It's got a beautiful copper color. Uh, the IPA notes coming off the top. I'm so excited. Um, let's, let's give it a, let's give it a swig. See where we're at. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so you're immediately, you get that charred oak right off the bat. And the, the there is vanilla notes that kind of hit the top, the back top of your mouth. But the second you swallow it, it's all hops. That's fantastic. That is really good. Uh, this, I don't know if this is limited or not. I've only seen it in 22 ounce. I don't think they're going to do, uh, 12 ounce six pack releases or anything like that, but anything aged is typically limited. I mean, to some degree. So if you do see it, go buy it, give it a shot. Um, I think the alcohol is high enough to extend its shelf life. I mean, I've had it for a few months and I'm sure if you kept it longer, it'd be fine. Typically bourbon barrel aged stuff you can keep pretty long because it's already been aging. So why not age it some more? Uh, and that's that's what we do around these parts. I got a whole fridge full of crap, but it is it is delicious. Um, I can't wait to keep drinking it as I tell you about one of my favorite bands ever. So go out there, check it out. Shorts Brewing uh, Brewery, Shorts Brew, Shorts Brewing, Shorts Brewing, Share Share Brewing. Uh, oh, guys, just got that little alcohol just hit my stomach feeling. Haven't had that in a long time. <laughs> that's, that's a funny one. Um, 
Shorts Brew. Bourbon barrel aged. Humalupa delicious. It is Humalupa delicious. So go check it out. Go drink it up. Alright, you've already heard him a couple times in this episode from the intro song to the in-between song to the song dong sing-along tong song. Uh, ben Folds 5. Ben Folds 5 can, is made up of Darren Jesse on drums, Robert Sledge on bass, and Ben Folds on piano. Now you may be asking yourself, Justin, there's only three of them. Wouldn't they be the Ben Folds 3? Doesn't that sound worse though? And that's uh, that's all the explanation that anyone was ever given. Ben Folds 3 sounded stupid, so they went with Ben Folds 5. Uh, and it was that way ever since. Ever since 1993 when they formed in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina, again, we talked about Dawson's Creek before. Now we're talking about this. Right around the time of Hurricane Florence. North Carolina's getting smacked around. All these people are from North Carolina. Let's see if they show up. Put their money where their mouth is in the homeland. I'm not, There's no pressure there. I don't know what that means. But... Ben Folds 5 formed in 1993 in Chapel Hill. Um, I've seen them live. So you guys, you know those shows, you, you want to go to these concerts and you, you tell yourself you're going to go to these shows and then the opportunity comes up and for whatever reason, nothing that you can't be avoided, but for whatever reason, you just, you don't go. Uh, you cancel, maybe you're tired, like whatever. You just, you don't go. Uh, I had that same opportunity and that was the Ben Folds 5 show in the 90s. And I'm super pissed I missed it. Like, to this day, it's one of those shows that I regret. There's that. There's an Amos Lee show that I wish I went to. Anyway. Um, I've seen them twice, though. But in the more recent years, when they reformed, they got back together, I think, 2013. But after, uh, after like, 2001, maybe 2000, they broke up. And Ben Folds went on to do a solo career. We'll get to that later. Um, they formed in 93, their first album they put out self-titled Ben Folds five released on August 8th, 1995. The first single from that was a song called underground, uh, which I might've played already. Maybe you'll hear it in the future. Maybe I'll play it right now. So first single was underground and here's a snippet from the middle of that song. Let me tell you something else. There was a girl that passed me by. She gave a smile, but I was shy. So in seeing Ben Folds multiple times and with the with the whole group, Ben Folds 5, a few times, um, there's a story that I've heard him tell a number of times, and that is, I'm going to say times again, just, you know, to keep saying it. But there's a story I heard him tell a number of times, and that was their first show was at a retirement home, and they played Underground, the song you just heard a clip of. And he still does this when they play the song sometimes. Uh, ben Folds will slam his piano stool into the piano during like the heavy metal breakdown part 
which is funny to say heavy metal because it's a piano, bass, and drums, but it's nuts how much those guys can rock out. And uh, they were not invited back to the retirement home. Apparently, senior citizens frown on violence against pianos. Bastards. Um, but that, that had underground. Nobody really knew about them, though, until their follow-up album, their sophomore album, if you will, which was Whatever and Ever Amen, released March 18th, 1997. And that is the album that had Brick on it, the song that everybody knows. Um, if you are one of the two people that don't know what I'm talking about right now, Brick is this song. Let me play a snippet for you. And that was that. Uh, between Brick and the song After Brick, which is called Song for the Dumped, track four, if you will. Yeah, do you guys, are you like me? You forget song titles, but you know what track number they are because we grew up with CDs. That is my whole life. Uh, I'm always like, oh, what was track six off that album? Then I got to go to iTunes. Or I got to like find a copy of, I don't know. It gets ridiculous tell you what anyway the original pressing i didn't even know this i was doing this research i found this little factoid out well, the original pressing of whatever and ever amen uh had a secret track between brick and song for the dump so between tracks three and four and it was an argument between the band members but it was an actual argument between them and so the more that they heard it as the album became bigger and bigger the more it like hashed up the bad feelings they had during that argument so they pulled it out and uh, re kind of re-released it without that many copies sold, um, without that argument track. And now it's kind of a collector's item. If you have one of the first pressings, then you have this little between-track argument that they kept in there for entertainment purposes. And then it turned out to be like raise bad blood between everybody. So hilarious. Um, both albums are amazing. Ben Folds 5, the self-titled one from 95, their first one, that has some great songs on it. Uh, Philosophy, one of my favorites. I'm sure I already played that. Um, and Whatever and Ever Amen has some amazing, amazing songs. And these are albums, uh, especially Whatever and Ever Amen, they're those albums that you can listen to from start to finish. Uh, for me, like there's a very specific time when I got Whatever and Ever Amen. I was at my grandparents' house in Florida, I was listening to the CD through headphones that were plugged into my uncle's laptop that he brought. It's like an old IBM laptop, but I had a disk drive. It was the only thing I could play CDs on while I was down there. And I just listened to the album over and over and over and over again because it's all I had and I loved it so much. Uh, anything that's like rock and piano, like I will always defend Billy Joel, even though he's an easy butt to <laughs> a lot of jokes, but it, it was so good. Like, the piano is an amazing instrument and I wish I could play it better if at all, really moving on though, their third album and final album of the nineties before they broke up is the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner. That's a mouthful that was released April 27th, three days before my birthday in case you're planning on stealing my identity in 1999. 
Uh, the first single off that was Army. And here's a little bit of that song. Well, I thought about the army. Dad said, son, you're fucking high. And I thought, yeah, there's a first for everything. So I took my old man's advice. Three sad semesters. It was only 15 grand. Spinning bed, I thought about the army. I dropped out and joined a band instead. So the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner, um, there's some stories behind that that are super entertaining. Uh, Reinhold Messner was a name that Darren Jesse, the drummer, him and his friends, they'd make fake IDs and that was the name they'd always use on their fake IDs. So there's just a bunch of underage kids running around with fake IDs that said their name was Reinhold Messner. I've never heard that name except as a last name, Judge Reinhold but judge is not a first name either. It's a title, but he was in Beverly Hills cop. So all is forgiven in my book. I love you. Judge Reinhold, wherever you are. Reinhold Messner though, turns out was a real person. Uh, they found out actually, I believe while they were recording, the name of the album was already decided on. And they found out that Reinhold Messner was the name of the first person to do a solo trip to the top of Mount Everest. Probably where someone got that name when they were making fake IDs. And yeah, they didn't know about it until they were already recording the album and the name was released. And so they uh, just had this album about this guy. And it went out and apparently he heard it and said that he enjoyed the album. He said, oh, you did a good job. You know what, guys? You did a good job. Look, I've been to the top of Everest and I can tell you this album is good it's real good but so here's the problem i have with ben folds five not with ben folds five with people um i i tell a lot of people uh who about how much i like ben folds five because i have like a top five artist and people are like, oh what kind of music do you like and oh i like everything and you know that answer sucks but it's, sometimes it's true but i like to say like i like everything except for country but i mean if i really expand on that it's i like everything except for country most house and trance and dubstep and all that shit. I don't like that. Um, maybe like some old chemical brothers. If I'm in the right mindset, I don't know. I do like most things, but super twangy poppy country. That line. When downtown at a corner band and a baby going down to the truck and the party going. I don't can't do it. Can't do it. Sorry, Kenny Chesney. Um, did I just lose a fan? Sorry, I know you're a big Kenny Chesney fan, but we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about Ben Folds 5. You don't know Ben Folds 5? Ben Folds 5 has a great song. They have a lot of great songs. What about this song? Listen to this one. So Ben Folds 5, shortly after the release and tour of the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner, went on 
to not be a band anymore. Uh, they broke up in the early 2000s, and Ben Folds, I guess it might have been 2000, 2001, Let's say 2001. I don't know if I'll cut that burp out or not because I haven't burped from beer in quite a while. <laughs> quite a while. Anyway, um, Ben Folds did his own solo career and released Rock in the Suburbs. I know I don't typically go into the 2000s and I'm not going to expand on a bunch of stuff, but some fun facts just about the band. Uh, ben Folds did his own solo stuff. He did Rock in the Suburbs. Way to Normal, Saving Silverman. I did those out of order. Um, he recently, in the last couple of years, I think, did a music or an album with Y Music, a chamber orchestra. Um, and he tours. I've seen him with the Detroit Symphony Orchestra twice. He will. He'll come to your town and do arrangements with orchestras. Um, he's a musical genius. He's been on a lot of different TV shows, and uh, he teaches classes and you can like get a Ben Folds masterclass. He's, he's incredibly smart and talented when it comes to, to music and reading music and understanding and composing. Um, from what I understand, no personal experience here. He's kind of a dick too. And I'm guessing that might have led to some of them breaking up. Um, but both Darren Jesse and Robert Sledge did their own side projects too. And were in bands and, uh, for the last, what 17 18 years but ben folds has been incredibly successful and all of his stuff is still as an avid fan like all of his stuff is so good uh ben folds five got back together in 2013 and released a new album the sound of the life of the mind which um it's good it's got it's got a number of tracks on it that i will play repetitively um it does not hold a candle to their first three by any means whatsoever in my humble opinion but ben fold's solo stuff is i know all of the songs i know all of the lyrics i can play half of them on guitar i'm just kidding a smaller fraction than that but still uh he did really good for himself um and is just such a smart talented musician so before you like relate ben fold's five to brick um that might be one of their worst songs because <laughs> there's so much good stuff going on and you've heard a bunch of music. Everything you've heard in this episode has been Ben Folds five. So if there's been anything that's been good or catchy or something, you'd be like, yeah, I can get into that. Or if you're one of those people like me that could really dig on like piano rock, um, definitely look into Ben Folds, Ben Folds five. Great, great stuff. I could not recommend it enough. They've been in my top five bands like Ben Folds slash Ben Folds five has been in my top five bands for two decades. So something to think about. If you think I have good taste in music, why aren't you listening to Ben Folds? That's all I'm asking. That's all I want to know. That was a fart noise I made in my mouth. I'm going to drink more beer
right. I'm about halfway done with this 22 ounce. I've been drinking it slow, which I guess is a nice side effect of not drinking for a while. Because I definitely would have like pounded this and opened a second one probably by now in my former years. But it is, uh, oh, it's so good. I'm really savoring this taste. I'm so happy that I like the taste. I was so concerned the flavor would be like, uh, I don't know about this anymore. Uh, but it's delicious and I missed it. And shorts, I'm happy that you were my first tongue lashing. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just happy about it. That might be the beer talking. I don't know. Uh, but this has been a fun episode for me because <laughs> obviously I'm drinking a beer for the first time in five months, which is super exciting. But I also got to talk a little bit about um, one of my favorite bands and play you some of their songs and hopefully convert you to a fan because there is nothing better than introducing people to new music that you love and then they're like, I kind of dig on this too. But we have our one year coming up. Very exciting. I can't believe, I cannot believe if you would ask me. So real quick before I let you guys go here. Because I'm teaching a class and the bell's going to ring soon. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll reminisce about this more next week. But if you would have told me when I was like two beers in, sitting in a leather chair that's 10 feet behind me right now, and recording a podcast episode about Empire Records, that I would be doing this a year later and still enjoying it, and sticking with it, except for a two-month hiatus because I wasn't drinking beer. Um, I would have laughed and been like, yeah, of course I'll be doing that. Because I say I'll stick to stuff and then I don't. So <laughs> the fact that I did, and I am, and I'm still loving it, uh, is fantastic. I just got to be more proactive about getting all you guys on here. That's right. I want you to be my guests. If you are hearing this, I want you on the podcast. Especially if you're in another country. We have downloads all over the fucking world. It's insane. And thank you for that. And it's crazy. It continues. I took two months off. I still had like the same amount of downloads I had when I started, which, you know, lower than usual, but still that's insane. You guys are fantastic. So I'm going to keep it going and I will uh, talk to you once a week. I'm trying to figure out a day that works best right now. Now that I'm kind of back into the swing of things. So it is a little scattered and next week's going to be a little weird too because I am going to release it on Monday because I want the one year to have a one year, if that makes sense. But uh, I will get into a regular swing of things again. It will not be Sunday like it always was before, um, but I will have a regular date for you guys. And thank you so much for listening. And I'm super excited to keep going and keep this going. And I'm excited to be able to share a beer with you again every week so we can talk about it and you can go try it and maybe we can drink together. It's all very exciting. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, follow us, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at beers and nineties. You can email me any recommendations, comments, feedback. Uh, I love hearing from you guys. I appreciate all the stuff that I got from everybody while I was gone. Uh, beers and nineties at gmail.com. That's B E E R S A N D nine zero S at gmail.com. Uh, this is such a fun hobby that I don't make any money off of. So 
thank you for for helping me make it worth it by listening i appreciate it and uh, i'll talk to you next week her one year anniversary all right thanks okay bye bye Sometimes I get the feeling that I won't be on this planet for very long I really like it here, I'm quite attached to it, I hope I'm wrong All I really want to say, you're the reason I want to stay I loved you before I met you, and I met you just in time there was nothing left I sat here on my suitcase In our empty new apartment Till the sun went down And I walked back down the stairs With all my bags and drove away He must be freaking out Bye.